As the background rumble might lead you to believe, I am on the road again about my deliveries. Time is tight these days, so I'm trying to get these recordings done while I'm doing something else, if at all possible, which is great. Fucking one of the upsides of technology, we really can do two things at once. Like I can record and upload an episode, maybe not upload it, but I can certainly record an episode while I'm driving. I don't have to pull over and do it, and I don't have to take time out of my day to do it. Time is at a premium these days because I'm fucking out the doors, not complaining. We are quiet long enough. But my head is spinning in a good way, in the best possible way, in, in a way that I love it to be. And I suppose what I mean by that is I've been thinking a lot lately over the last couple of days about personality generally, what I've been talking about, but not personality per se, more more identity. What the difference between identity and personality is, I'm not entirely sure, but the basic concept of what I've been thinking about and talking about over the last couple of days is our perceptions of ourselves, how we see ourselves, the narrative about ourselves that we tell ourselves. And tied up in that is what other people think of us. And tied up in that even more is what we think other people think of us. I think that's called the mirror self. Your mirror self is what you think somebody else thinks about you. And I've been trying to think, which is the most important? Is the most important thing how I view myself? Or is the most important thing how other people view me? And I've mentioned a guy many of the time before, and I've mentioned him again, a guy called Blind Boy Bow Club. He has a podcast out every Wednesday. Couldn't recommend him more highly. And I've heard him speak a couple of times about this idea of having an internal Loki of evaluation or an external Loki of evaluation. Now, he's a, he's a creative person. He's an artist. And in his world, in relation to creativity at least, and being creative, and after all, this, this podcast for me at least is a creative endeavour. As far as he's concerned from a creativity point of view, the only thing that matters is your internal Loki of evaluation. What do you think of the work that you're putting out? Everything else is irrelevant. As opposed to an external Loki of evaluation, which would be, in a creative, in a crea- in a creative sense, you wanting to hear what other people were saying about what it was that you were doing, and that's where you were getting your validation from. And that's, that's really sketchy. And a great example he gives of this is, he gets you to, to conduct, I suppose, what you call a thought experiment. And you can do this yourself now. Think of your favourite song or your favourite movie or your favourite artist for that matter. Think of something that you love and then go and find a, a really bad review about that thing. And I think it's just a really great example of how what matters is what you think, not what other people think. Like, I'm sure there are people out there who think Oasis are just absolute shit. They're just a terrible band. I fucking love them. And my love of them isn't tarnished by the fact that somebody else doesn't like them. Because it's each their own. But that's very specifically in relation to a creative endeavour. With your own personhood and your own personality, it gets a little more complicated, I think. Because... 
you really do have to take into account what other people think of you. Broad sweeping generalization alert. And what I mean by that is, you might, you might love yourself in the best possible way. You might be completely, totally, and utterly enamored with yourself. And you might have a really strong eternal Loki of evaluation, a positive Loki of evaluation in relation to yourself. Which, you know, on one hand would be great. But, if that has you butting heads with everybody you meet all the fucking time, you're going to have a terrible life. Because how other people perceive you is a mirror to a degree. It's like, it's not a perfect mirror image. But it is a mirror of your actions. So they're, they're, a, they're a barometer of sorts as to how well you're doing. You can tell how well you're doing by how broadly accepted you are by the people that you interact with on a daily basis. And it was, I think it was Louis C.K., I might be, it might not even been him, it was some comedian who put it quite well. They were saying that if somebody calls you an asshole, you can't really disagree with them because it's not for you to say whether or not you're an asshole or not. And there's something to that. There's something I really like about that. Now, again, it comes with a fucking broad-sweeping generalization alert. Just because one person calls you an asshole, that doesn't mean that you're an asshole. But if everybody that you meet acts as though you're an asshole, odds are the problem isn't with everybody. Odds are the problem is with you. You're the common denominator. But like most things, it's relative. And I'll give you a good example of that. So, I struggle with my own sense of identity, I suppose, from time to time. I don't know. I just, I, I find it very hard to pigeonhole myself. But I suppose that's because I'm an open person and open people generally are, are hard to, they're hard to, to put a, they're hard to put them in a box. Because I'm at everything, so it's very hard to, to say that I'm just one thing, which is fine. My, my, my personality or my identity is uh, bits and pieces of loads of different things. I'm not e- Being not easily pigeonholed is essentially a good way of describing me. How do you describe me? Ah, the best way to describe Frano is he's very hard to describe. That would be one way to describe me. But in relation to the relativity of it, let's say for argument's sake, you take an external Loki of evaluation. So what would somebody else say about me? And for just for the purposes of this, I'm going to pick the media. I'm going to pick the, the newspaper industry, say. And I'm going to give you two scenarios. And this is where the relativity comes in. So I save a family from a burning building. And the headline is, local businessman Fran McKeown saves family from burning building. Okay, but let's say hypothetically I'm accused of rape. All of a sudden it's local cage fighter Frano accused of rape. And I think that's a good, it's a good example of, of a couple of different things. Just the relativity of trying to describe somebody and trying to pigeonhole somebody. It's relative to their current circumstance but it's also, I think, a great example of how biased 
media generally is. And there's a term that I've heard recently from uh, one of my boyfriends, a guy I'm a big fan of, called Michael Malice. He's a Ukrainian-American commentator and a writer and a podcaster. And he doesn't refer to mainstream media as mainstream media. He refers to it as the corporate press, which I think is just absolutely perfect. And it's a a term I think he's kind of, I don't know, but it's certainly a term that I've stolen from him. Corporate press. And it reminds me of what, again, what I think is a George Orwell quote, and I'll butcher it here as usual, but you'll get the sentiment. And that's, journalism is speaking truth to power. Everything else is just public relations. Now, it, it's definitely not that, but that's, that's the gist of it. Something closer might be, journalism is about printing what people don't want written. Everything else is just public relations. But between those two fucking bastardized quotes from possibly George Orwell, possibly somebody else, uh, you get the sentiment. And that's what I love about, I suppose, the way my, the way my mind works. And by default, the way this podcast is. I don't need to know specifics. I don't need to quote the exact right person. This ain't no fucking degree course. It's the sentiment. It's the thread. It's the overall narrative is what's important. But look, that's just an aside on the corporate press and how biased they are and how you should be acutely aware of that. Now... On one hand, I think you should, you know, you should look at a bit of CNN, and on one hand, I think you should look at a bit of Fox to get the left and right viewpoint on something. But moreover, I don't think any of that is worth paying any attention to whatsoever. And there's a podcast in and of itself on this point: where do I get my news from, and where do I recommend other people should get their news from? Now, I'll give you the the, the gist of it before I get back to identity and personality. So in relation to Russia and Ukraine, when that whole thing kicked off, for a start, I didn't know anything about it because I don't watch the news, I don't listen to the radio, I stay as far away from the corporate press as humanly possible. I think it's it's not worth paying attention to. And people will argue that, oh no, you have to listen to it, Fran, or you have to listen to it to stay informed. And as far as I'm concerned, you're not staying informed by listening to the corporate press. As far as I'm concerned, you're staying misinformed but anyway that's a whole other kettle of fish looping back round to personality and identity and how we view ourselves and how we're viewed by others oh no sorry ha, before I do where do I get my news from so I got a text message from Pascal in front of the show Pat O'Reilly to say holy shit man what do you think of what's going on and of course I wrote back what are you talking about and so the news had broken about Russia invading Ukraine and I was none the wiser but when I found out it did happen and you're always going to find out about the really important things by avoiding the corporate press you're only you find out about everything you're going to need to find out about and you, you get to ignore everything that's not worth paying any attention to so you might be you know an hour or two late or a day or two late to knowing what's going on but in relation to something as important as Russia invading Ukraine 
you finding out about it a day or two after the fact isn't going to really matter a damn in the grand scheme of things. But as soon as I found that it was happening, I thought to myself, fuck, right, how am I going to learn about this? Because I'm sure as fuck not going to tune into BBC, RTE, RT, CNN, fucking any of the fucking stations, any of the corporate press, because I genuinely don't think they're worth listening to. I think you're, you're going to be more misinformed than informed. Which begs the question, well, where are you going to fucking learn about this? Well, that guy that I mentioned there two minutes ago, Michael Malice, he's a Ukrainian-American and a political commentator. So I'll sure as shit be going to him to see what he has to think about. And there's another guy I'm a huge fan of called Lex Friedman. He's a mathematician and a podcaster and a, a political commentator of sorts. And he's a, a Russian-American. So I'm sure as shit going to want to know what he has to say about it. And more importantly... Because both of these guys have podcasts and both of them have people coming in, and when I say coming in, they have conversations with people, I'm going to be intrigued to see who each of these guys get in to discuss what's going on. And that's how I get my news. Now, that's not foolproof by any stretch of the imagination. But it's better than just being fed a narrative. Now, sorry if there was a bit of a jump there. I... Oh, where's my mic? Sorry. Now, sorry, that's better. Uh, yeah, sorry about the bit of a jump there. I had to get diesel. But, yeah, so don't be fed a narrative by the corporate press, basically. Now, you might think to yourself, and you'd be right to, but your man Lex Friedman is only going to say what he thinks, and your man Michael Manis is only going to say what he thinks. And you're right, 100%. But I know both of these guys. Now, I've never met them. But I've listened to possibly hundreds of hours of them talking about God knows what. So I have a good handle on where they're coming from. Like your man Michael Mallis, uh, for example, is an anarchist. He waves the black flag. He doesn't believe in government. He thinks that we should all be basically fending for ourselves and that would be better than essentially what's going on now. now by his own admission there would be a a desperate transition from what we have now to what he thinks is the way to do things but you know so be it but again I know that about him and I know 101 million other things about him and the same can be said for Lex Friedman like Lex Friedman is practically a robot he's like he's a mathematician he's he he, he's guys I love him I'm a massive fan of his but he's uh, his brain runs on binary like it runs on ones and zeros it's like hearing him converse with somebody it's it's like it's like watching somebody converse with a computer and because of that that like that bleed that 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 way of being that he has or that he is that bleeds into his thought processes but i'm aware of that acutely aware of that so i kind of build that into what i'm listening and the idea being that I'm going to formulate my own opinion on the back of what they have to say about it and what the other people who I listen to regularly and who I admire and who I have time for. Like Jordan Peterson is another man I only only mentioned there the other day. Huge fan of his. And I've listened to thousands of hours of the man speak on a million and one different topics. And I'll be listening very closely to what he has to say about what's going on between Russia and Ukraine. And he's had some guy, I can't think of his name, but he's, uh, he's got a PhD, this guy that Peterson had on, I think he's got a PhD from Yale in Russian military history. And it's like, I haven't listened to what that man has to say, thanks. Instead of reading the headlines of Putin the baby bomber, or whatever the fuck is in the news. 
but if I can try and circle all this back to identity and personality and even what I just said there is a bit of an aside knowing Jordan Peterson knowing Lex Friedman and Michael Malice and the other 20 people that I go to depending on the topic because I have a, a handle of what type of person they are there's my radio again I don't know why that keeps happening because I have a handle on the type of people they are I can what's the word not mediate the word fails me mediate will have to do I can, I can not mediate I can't I can't think of a better word than mediate I, I can I can take what they say with a pinch of salt as the expression goes but the better you understand somebody the better able you are to calculate how much of a pinch of salt if that makes sense and a great way of understanding or the only way I think of understanding other people is to get a handle on yourself because I think it's not until you can get a really good solid grasp of who and what you are and how you're perceived can you really make your way through the world in the best possible manner which is to a large degree what certainly what I'm striving for and what I would argue a lot of us are striving for and on that note I'll chat you tomorrow